0: Back it up, back it up Let's dump this truck Back it up, back it up Let's dump this truck Hello and welcome to Bad Romance, I'm Jordane Searles And I'm Bronwyn Isaac And this week we are doing a film that I have never seen, my first time seeing it is Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine. Is that the best Chris, or has anyone decided who the best Chris is yet? I
1: I think Chris Pine is the most underrated Chris. I don't know if that makes him the best Chris or not, but at at least in the last five years, I think he's much much more underrated than the other Chris's, and that makes me like him automatically.
0: (laughs) What do you think, Ella? Who is the best Chris? Um, I think
2: I would agree. I think Chris Pine I think he pops up less often. So whenever he does, or at least in in the movies that I've been watching, whenever he does, I'm like, oh yeah, remember Chris Pine? Isn't Chris Pine great? Here's Chris Pine again. Whereas I feel like with Chris Hemsworth is like, Oh, okay, There he is. Oh, okay, nice to see him, but like here he is again.
1: Right. That's (laughs) having less Of course he'll be there.
2: Yeah. Whereas like Chris Pine, it's like, oh, you turned up, you went to the effort to be in this movie. Like, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a little treat. He
1: is. He is a little treat. I think he's a big treat in this one. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, big treat. Such a so, treat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this episode we are joined by film critic Ella Kemp.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so
0: happy to have you. And we met at Toronto, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. We did, which is now like happened, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago when we went to different places. <laughs> no idea. Back in no. the
0: old days of travel. When we all traveled, but now we're all inside. So what a better time to look back on, on uh, like under discussed Lindsay Lohan movie, I think. I don't ever yeah. this really comes up very much.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, Like it, when when I talk about Lindsay Lohan, this movie doesn't come up. And I talk about Lindsay Lohan with people more than mo- most would in 2020.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, so this film is also directed by someone who we've covered before on the podcast more than once, and who we're probably going to cover again. Donald Petrie. Um, he also directed Little Italy, the one with the rivaling pizza shops that we did. And he directed How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: So, and he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's um, bouncing around the the romantic comedy world. He did Miss
0: Congeniality, too. And the first, no, the first Miss Congeniality and My Life in Ruins, which we will definitely do.
1: So... <laughs> He's he's a he's a friend of the podcast. We could say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say we're pals. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's he's making work that we get to really dive into and unpack.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to see is there anyone else notable in this? There is um, Faison Love, who's like a very reliable comedic actor who's in like a lot of movies, and uh, there's Missy Pyle, who is the person that I wanted to play Megan Kelly, and I did not get my wish. <laughs>
2: Oh that would have been so good. Such a good show.
0: Yes, exactly. I knew I was right. Uh so this plot is essentially the plot of the Britney Spears song Lucky kind of except she's not sad. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's just Lindsay Lohan plays a very very lucky woman who lives in an amazing apartment in New York despite being what like 20 years old. I don't I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this, but she just looks like a little baby. Like I, she, she can get into bars, right? I feel like she's like twenty-one yeah. exactly. I kind of assumed
1: she was supposed to be mid twenties, but she's just so spoiled that she she simultaneously has the vibe of a twenty-one-year-old and also like someone much older because of the power that she wields.
0: She
2: well, so I mean, these characters, I think. Uh, Something that I only realised today, like brushing up on my homework a bit. This film was written by Amy B. Harris, who produced Sex in the City, and I, Marlin King, who did Pretty Little Liars. So to me, that's like two. You know, you've got. I mean, they're different ages. Like that, these huge properties of like. Conventionally attractive women in groups doing things that are more or less dramatic. Um, and they've like come together and made this weird, ageless Lindsay Lohan who, like, you know, acts like she's 20. But then, like, that white coat that she wears really throws me and all of those little heels. I was like, hey, you're way old. You've got to be way older than this. I'm like, how can you afford this? And I have no idea what age is. Her lifestyle she is. is
0: ridiculous. Very age-less. It's so. Her you- apartment? It's insane It is the fact Like when it gets flooded And we get to see How many rooms there are It's the (laughs) wildest thing I've ever seen Alone Yeah her
1: apartment Makes Kay Bradshaw Look like she's living On a budget
0: (laughs) It does
2: Oh And they even Like they even write in A sex Well I think vaguely Sex and the City joke When she accidentally Gets Sarah Jessica Parker's Dry cleaning I'm like really Are you gonna be that On the nose
1: Are you gonna do that and they just do. I love that. Like, because it's, I feel like this movie can't decide sometimes how meta it wants to be. It's so meta. Oh <laughs> <It's> my God. <laughs> so meta, But then it's like, I wouldn't call it earnest at any point. Cause it's such no. a silly movie, but there's points where it's like, no, we're just going to be like a comedy. And then there's points where it's like, we're going to be really meta and make fun of ourselves the whole time. And it like kind of switches.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, her two best friends who also work with her—they like share an apartment that looks more like an apartment in New York. It's so cute. When she goes. It's like she's like visiting like real people from her, from her fantasy land. Mm.
1: Yeah, I her mean, friends, even sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, her friends feel like real people, like trying to make ends meet in New York, who have jobs, but also like can't afford the city, which makes sense. And so it is, I, I like that they are the foil that calls her out. They're like, no, 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 your reality is not everyone's reality.
0: Also kudos that. to them for being able to like be friends with her and be as supportive as they are. Cause some, there's some things in the movie where me. I'm just like, what? <laughs>
2: Well, there's one there's one point like with the whole joy cleaning bit where one of the friends like rolls her eyes and the other one just immediately goes, don't be jealous. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, do you realize like the scope of what's happening here? There is like a lot of room and that like there is there is space for you to be jealous here. and <laughs> it's entirely valid,
0: I think. Yeah, well, I mean, she has all these beautiful things and like she doesn't really even think about it she doesn't think about like how when she jaunts through new york she never steps into a puddle like a cab always comes like it's like she predicts the cabs like they come (laughs) so quickly
1: like yeah even even
0: more quickly than on sex in the city (laughs) mm -hmm. it is
1: very like magical realism in that sense (laughs) like it's very much i mean because obviously there is like an an element of magic in this movie, and so it is very like she steps outside and the rain stops and the birds come out <laughs> like she's a Disney princess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are you sure that it's raining because the beginning <laughs> yeah. with the and then as soon as she says that the rain goes away.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's so cartoonish, which makes it very fun, but also like. At points you're like, okay, how cartoonish are we gonna make this? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, Chris Pine looks like a ninja turtle, looks like like a homeless ninja turtle. Like
2: it is with- ridiculous what they try and make him look like. It's like <laughs> I, th- I feel like it's the kind of film that if if you're watching this now and and, and you and you were less familiar with the Chris's, it could take you like an hour to realize that this is Chris Pine. And then when you do realize it's Chris Pine, I don't know. I just feel pretty cheated, and it's like, how dare they try and pretend that like this isn't Chris Pine? Just by when like you look Putting at him in a coat, beautiful
0: eyes. It's like, I, of but, course it's Chris Pine. Of course, and, and like,
2: there's been half of the film trying to make him not Chris Pine, and yet, like, because I get it, you know, his whole trajectory and like things happen to him and his look changes, sure, but like Lindsay Lohan's trajectory, like stuff happens to her, she doesn't change her look. There's like one morning where she maybe has wet hair or something thing but like you know she doesn't undergo the kind of and yeah it's like very much a cliche but like he has to do it
0: like why do they not stop her yeah, being he changes, he changes a lot and she just is yeah. like probably like I mean she gets punched in the face twice which but I it think lasts is like thing. one we day never see, like <laughs> Like everything gets covered. There's no like pus or. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> There's no pus. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it
1: turns into a Ferrelli Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't. It's just weird that she gets punched because, like, there have been movies, like, the movies that are more realistic, where if somebody gets, like, really, really hurt, you watch the, like, you watch the wound heal throughout the movie. Mm. And I know that this is not that kind of movie, but also this woman is punching her directly into the face that
1: would have broken like, her nose there should have yeah. been a hospital scene oh for sure she should have gotten a bad nose job like she was trying to get reconstructive surgery and then it goes bad like you know in the bad luck I mean oh they my god like, the
0: bad a bad nose job would be kind of would be kind of funny just like a, put a little would. prop nose on her
2: <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it
0: well, would. I feel like
2: that would really lean into the whole like cartoonish side of the film and make it a lot more larger than life but then the Problem and like again, I love this film. But the problem—it's just so silly because as as soon as something so like extreme and dramatic happens, everything just goes back to normal immediately, and everyone takes it very seriously. Like so often, yes. this film is like, no, 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 wait—you have to care about this like insane, ridiculous, unrealistic person. And I yeah. do.
0: Yeah, yeah you yeah, do. Yeah. I'm I mean, like,
1: the... I guess I'm invested somehow. I don't know why. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like like a... against all odds. <laughs>
0: She's like a Disney, so it's basically like a Disney princess is just wafting through the world and she manages to plan this party, this like big party, impress her boss, impress their new client, everything. And then Chris Pine shows up and they kiss because Chris Pine, how does he get into that outfit? Because he shows up (laughs) kind of like raggedy and then by the end he's not anymore.
2: He pretends to be one of the dancers. Oh, um, yeah. And so that's how he gets in. And then they're all wearing these suits and this mask. So he's, so that's when he, like, turns into Chris Pine.
0: Yes, Chris Pine. And so they, yeah. so they kiss, and then all of a sudden it's just like a... It's one of those things where it's like, oh, no, I have to go. And then their luck switches. Her good luck becomes his good luck, and then she gets his bad luck. And his bad luck is just kind of like... I don't know. It reminds me a lot of like 90s stuff. Like it made me think of Rocco's modern life a lot. Like he's just trying to do regular things. And people keep on getting in the way. And he keeps on running into women in ways that like that's that's a thing re- that Rocco was doing all the time. We're like Rocco was like constantly like running into cleavage and stuff. Like that's what that's what Chris Pine is doing at the beginning of this movie.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It's like Disney Princess and Rocco um switch luck. I mean, at one point he like runs into a woman and accidentally like her clothes partially come off. Yes. Yeah. Angry at Him because he like falls on her partially. And then of course she's angry because she thinks that he did that on purpose. And I, I will say to the point, to the earlier point about him being so dressed down and so like disguised, it was fascinating seeing that since we normally see that with, the the you know quote hot like female actresses of the day like yeah seeing, it, it was funny to see the male version of that where it was obvious that they're like we don't want you to think he's hot yet <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just kind of made him seem dirty and he just like because he has like multiple jackets and they're all kind of like like a like a poop colored and then he's got this backpack <laughs> like,
2: And he wears a beanie that he then never wears again, which like, you can be hot wearing a beanie. Like you don't have to stop doing that. But they're like, no, 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 get rid of the beanie. Like give him a tailored jacket. Like, oh yeah, tailored jacket. That shows that someone's well put
1: together and hot.
2: And it's like, why do I believe that? I just do. And I accept it. And I'm like, oh yes, he's handsome now in a jacket.
1: Right. Like, thank you for spoon feeding to me that he's now handsome. (laughs) now I'm i mean alive. i took it you know i took it Name. Yeah.
0: i mean so he's like a but his job was like a custodian at a bowling alley where a band plays and he has some kind of arrangement with this band where he's gonna like get them on and it's unclear as to why they trust him <laughs> but i mean they do and the band is like very sweet they seem like sweet boys i mean <laughs> yeah they do
2: can I now like go off on McFly?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: All right. So the reason that I ever watched this film in the first place, when this film came out in 2006, I was 10 years old. Um, in 2005, the year before I went to the first ever concert I'd ever been to, uh, which was McFly. And this was, they were touring their second album, which is called Wonderland. And that, is the era of, like, both music and hairstyles that they are heavily promoting in Just My Luck. Um, Because the song... uh, So the song... So towards the end of the film, there's, like, this big plot point where one of uh, Lindsay Lohan's friends writes a song for the band that they play at this big gig. And so the song that she allegedly writes is obviously McFly's own song, and that is from that second album it's from wonderland and there's a couple of other tracks in the film as well that are from that album um and yeah like i remember i i only watched this because this was a time when i was obsessed with mcfly and my best friend was as well and she was like mcfly are in a film and i was like what (laughs) we just watched this like over and over um and like yeah they were they obviously can't act. Um, they have no chemistry with Chris Pine. They don't really do anything in this film. They're just there and like they play a couple of songs. Um, but but this was major, both like for them and 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 for their fandom, I think. Um, and they had such an experience working on this film. that then uh, I, I double checked all the dates this morning. Um, in 2006, they released their third album, which is called Motion in the Ocean. And there is a track on Motion in the Ocean called Please, Please. The chorus of Please, Please has lyrics that say Please, Please, Lindsay, Please. And then on the verses, um, uh, on the verses, there's a lyric that goes Sunset, the color of fire. Redhead, you're taking me higher. And hang on, last bit on that song. Um, the music video for that song features the band in um in a hospital and uh and they're singing about this nurse that they really fancy. Um, and this nurse, she's a redhead, and uh she like she appears in the in the video, and and her name tag uh is Lindsay Albright. Now, Lindsay, sure, but Albright is the last name of Lindsay Lohan's character in this film. Her name is Ashley Albright. So, like, McFly became, like, properly obsessed with this. And there's rumours that, like, one of the guys in the band hooked up with her like, doing the tour of this. I I do not know whether that's true or not, but that song exists. It's a banger. It's great. It's about <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs>
1: there I there you know, have it. My life is so much better with that knowledge. I'm, <laughs> wow. I think about this all the time. It's incredible. <laughs> I love that after that movie, they were like, this is part of us now. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a really good song. And I think, I think it's also
2: something that you could, um, like, not look into because, you know, it's just like about fancying this girl called Lindsay and you can just blindly sing it. But like, when you know,
1: you know... Yeah, when you you know, it adds like a whole nother layer of appreciation to it and like just a beautiful, just a beautiful emotional arc.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I'd be really curious to know um, if this film actually like helped their career in any way. You know, I don't know if at the time when it came out, they were more popular or the film was because because they were doing great at that time. And, you know, they were the band for me, at least. And they're very big in the UK um so I I don't know I'm curious about what helped them do better like their own music or this weird film that they were in
0: I would love to know that god yeah I we've we've covered like only a few movies that have bands and it's usually like nothing like this I don't think (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's never as interesting as this it's usually just like
1: oh my gosh that band's there okay like and and like, sometimes it's funny, but it's, I mean, usually the other ones we've covered, if the band is there, it's for maybe one scene. So, I mean, McFly was a much bigger part of this movie than often in these kinds of plots. Well, yeah,
2: I have no idea how they came to be in it because like, you know, looking at the director, the writers and the actors to my knowledge, as a person who has been listening to McFly and like, you know, vaguely following their lives all this time, I, they don't know anyone involved in this film. They have nothing to do with any of this. Like, you know, they're these, they're these four British boys who, you know, all have like families and children now. And But they've always just been so kind of, I don't know, they've very been so English. And so I just never expected them to do this. And I'd just be fascinated like if they had a manager who was like, guys you're going to be in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you're going <laughs> to be Lindsay in a Lindsay Lohan putting them on a movie.
1: I know. Maybe she knew them from the first album and wanted them. I don't know. Maybe, right? she, maybe she, she met them. Like, she, you know, she was already famous by now. So maybe she like saw them live and hung out with them backstage and then like you know got pitched this movie and was like what if we have McFly and maybe she oh, did maybe she had it. a crush on one of them because you said that there was potential hookups. Yeah. up so they're, they're, they're there's a the whole history there there's definitely a lot oh I find it fascinating and I also love that like
2: the way that they look in this film it was so like so specific for that era, for that album. So oh, like yeah. for Wonderland in 2005, their hair is, for anyone listening, if you haven't seen this film, they have like fringes down to your eyes, but not in a kind of skater or emo kind of way. I, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like the fringe is straight to their eyes, but there's gaps in between the various strands of hair. Yeah. Like they're fixed with gel. Um, and every one of them has it. And they're all completely serious about this look. and. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, this is great. They look so cool. And, like, you know, I just straightened my hair too.
1: Absolutely working.
2: Yeah. But now, obviously, you know, they have like normal hair. (laughs) They've just moved past it. But I love that, like, their only experience making a film is the time when their hair and just their whole kind of look
1: was this strange, strange thing. Yeah, I love that that's immortalized. <laughs> I love it. They can, they can never, like, they can do what they want, but they can never take just my luck away from me. It's no. And, and that's as it should be, honestly. <laughs> it serves as a great snapshot. It's like, it really is a time capsule, this mm-hmm. movie. Like, I, I had, like, the obvious thoughts watching it of just being like, oh, this makes me miss being in New York and I am in New York still, but like obviously it doesn't really matter where you are right now. It doesn't feel like you're there. And I was like, Oh, this just makes me miss like being, you know, walking around Manhattan. It does
0: look like New York, even though like her, her like apartment and her office are kind of weird. The rest of it looks like New York for the most part. Yeah. Like it's one of the few movies
1: that is in this basic genre of like Mary Kate and Ashley movies, Lindsay Lohan movies, um, almost like kind of Disney Channel original style movies that are in New York that feels like New York. Even though it's cartoony, like there's a lot of scenes where I recognize stuff, but also where the vibe is very New York. So it's a funny combination of like this very Disney princess, Rocco modern life and like celebrity, like meta kind of experience. And then like actually just the city there. And And now that I know that about McFly, it just adds a whole nother layer that makes me really appreciate it
2: <laughs> I, I I don't know. i like I haven't ever got round to reading any books that Mcfly have written about I don't know any of their career or anything. Um, but there must be some kind of hidden I feel like There's I've got chapter. so many pieces of this puzzle, but that I'm missing like a few in the corner to really just like make sense of how any of this happened. Like I love that it happened and I can explain it now that it has, but like I want to know all of the before bits. The yeah, absolutely. It was a
0: weird time for bands showing up in movies, I think. But I can't even remember the other ones. Like I remember Simple Plan being in New York Minute. Um yeah. and uh there was that there was also like this there was a song in um Either road trip or Euro trip. Oh yeah, but that wasn't a real band. That was Matt Damon in a plane. In a band.
1: <laughs> it's own thing completely.
0: Wait, have y'all not seen Euro Trip? No. I seen Euro Trip. No. Scotty doesn't know. Like you've never heard that song before. I'm
1: not. I I mean, perhaps I would recognize it, but not in the context of EuroTrip. This trip. is a
0: lot. Okay, wow. <laughs> need to watch <laughs> EuroTrip. <laughs> <laughs> is, is
1: there is there a romantic component that we could just like use to justify doing it on the podcast? I, or think, I just
0: watched it I on think my own. Like? So I think there is. Well, I mean, most trip movies are about like trying to like get laid or something. Like that's sex, true. Sex drive too, which we could also do on the podcast <laughs> if we wanted to. I forget whether sex drive has no it has james marston i was like does that have chris pine no as james marston do <laughs> i kind of associate with him so yeah of? i feel like they have similar head shapes yeah yeah i think that that might be it <laughs> i mean
2: i could imagine chris pine in enchanted you know the new york the actual new york fairy tale movie which james marston's in that would make yeah. complete sense oh totally.
1: Yeah. Like they're their own people but there's definitely a lot of roles where you could probably switch them yeah. and it would work out at least maybe
2: time-wise. maybe James Marsden loves McFly I don't know exactly you
1: know? this could be this could be another connection <laughs> to McFly that kind of completes like the spider web of
2: Oh yeah the, I, the I feel like they're web. in very deep with all of these like you know Hollywood conventionally attractive white male leads like I feel like McFly know all of them somehow I don't know how but I, they must
1: yeah they probably have meetings right <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> just to check what's going on like they're not working on anything together McFly are no. just like kept in the loop all the time just like yeah what's happening this week
1: they smoke like their their cigars that they only smoke at the meetings <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 I see it I see it all yeah I I, I will say, um, one of my favorite characters was, um, the psychic who just- Oh yeah, I was just about (laughs) to mention her. She's great. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of psychics in movies and have, and I feel like there's a good amount of them in romantic comedies. Um, oh yeah, there's
0: one in Love Potion number nine, which we did, which you should watch Ella if you have not. (laughs) Oh,
1: I have not seen that. Oh, it's so fun. It's such a fun movie. It was one of the few that we covered and we told everyone to watch it.
0: (laughs) Yes, everyone should watch Love Potion number nine. One of the best Sandra Bullock movies, in my opinion.
1: I will watch it. I'm putting it in my, uh, just my luck notes now. It should be. If you have HBO, it should be on HBO still, but I think you can also rent it on YouTube perfect so you got
0: yeah, perfect. but I love the fortune teller because she's so chill she's just like you know maybe he needed the luck more than you and I he did like he had goals that he was trying to achieve. <laughs> she doesn't really have any goals except I just want life to be a little bit easier yeah, like she's point. already
1: doing well at work she's already financially fine she seems to she kind of brags about the fact that she could get whoever she wants romantically yeah
2: so I mean, all her luck gets her in this film is dresses. Like she comes back twice with like this is a new dress. It was the last one. It was in my size. Like that's great. But on the flip side, you know, Chris Pine is like, I need you to sign this band, or everyone's life will be over, and my friends will leave the continent. You know, it's different. Like different levels. Hey, yeah,
0: the are very little, different. Little adorable cousin that mm-hmm. you know that he's like mentoring a little bit which is played by alexa vega sister which i was thinking about because like when i think about the mid-2000s i think about alexa vega in um sleep the movie sleepover and the spy kids movies but it was oh, just that's like, where i saw her yeah I yeah, wondered what she she's was. like related to her yeah <laughs> and it was just like he has like and they all like kind of like live together like he's got a plight and he's got like a whole bag full of like he's I just love this, like, book bag full of, like, incidentals. That's, like, the most I've ever seen a man carry. Unless it's, like, an old man, like, <laughs> carrying his newspaper. That's I think, so like, true. I full first aid kit in here and extra socks and extra <laughs> pants. And it's just, What? <laughs> I know. It, such weirdly, a good guy. That weirdly
2: made me more attracted to him. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> because it was like, if anything ever happens to me, he can not only save me because he is conventionally attractive, but also
1: he's very practically prepared. And that yeah. is very attractive. Like I'm very down for him to pull a snack out of his bag or like bandage me up, you know, yeah, or even sure. just like, you know, say it rains really hard. He's like, it's okay. I have a few extra pairs of socks for us. Like we're fine.
0: Yeah, he kind of seems that. like more of a New Yorker than her just because it seems like he's able to weather storms in a way that she can't really. Well,
2: it seems like he is a New Yorker and like and she isn't at all. Like in you know, I don't live in New York, but my few experiences of being there, I do feel like whenever I prepare to come back, I do now prepare in the same way as Chris Pied in this film. And like whenever I leave, I write big uh lists on my phone of like everything I've learned and like everything that's gone wrong and stuff to not do the <laughs> next time. Like have extra cash here and like bring your portable charger. I feel like Chris Pine and I, you know, we're on the same wavelength in terms yeah. of like approaching New York.
1: Yeah, well, like know what you need. And when you don't know what you need, then you remember it for next time so that you will mm-hmm. know. Whereas I feel like she is in such a place of like privilege and, and cartoonish luck. She's like, Why would I think of anything? Everything Mm. always works out. And it's, I mean, there's that scene where after they're like a switch where her apartment is flooding and they also discover a mold infestation. And her biggest, like, her immediate response, besides being shocked, of course, is that she wants to go change her clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Where? Right? And the men (laughs) who are, like, trying to just, like, salvage the building are, like, laughing at her, which I love them. (laughs) They're just, like, laughing at her. They're like, lady, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I feel like that sums up the way her character interacts with the world at large, but especially Mm -hmm. just, like, being in New York. She's just like, oh, well, there's a problem. Well, I need to put on another dress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another dress always solves the problem. She She has, like,
1: young, real housewives energy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> have we ever done a Lindsay lohan movie before that's a great question i actually don't i feel like we've done one no i don't know if we have i don't
0: think that we have
1: yeah um which feels strange because like you know she's got a number of them although yeah most of them aren't don't aren't focused on love as much like you know like freaky friday is great and I don't know. Yeah, most of them aren't as focused on love, whereas this one has a romantic component. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I just want to be- say on
2: this film, if, if this is your first Lindsay Lohan film on the podcast, um, this is a film for which
1: Lindsay Lohan won the Razzie. Oh, what? yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know she won a Razzie for this. Neither did I. And yeah. honestly... I
2: mean, I'm, I find it hilarious, but I'm, like, a little bit surprised in a way. I
0: don't know, like... I don't I, think that there's anything particularly bad about her performance. I think she's no, fine. No. Like, it's just, it's just a silly movie. It's not as yeah.
1: bad as a lot of the ones that we've covered, and they don't do a bad job. It's just silly.
2: <laughs> I feel like she's doing what the film is telling her to do. And, like, yeah. you know, if, if if this film is perceived as bad, I see it as being, like... Like a much bigger problem than just her. I wouldn't say that she brings the film down in any way. She just kind of bolsters, like, whatever it's trying to do.
1: Yeah. It's like the script and directing, like, that's where it should really be. (laughs) If they're going to, if they're going to point someone,
0: (laughs) I think they were just like tired of her at the time. I was thinking about it. House of Wax last night and you know there's a whole there was a whole to do at the time about Paris Hilton's death and people were cheering in the theater and like really like getting really excited and also when you watch it Paris Hilton's death is much longer than every other death in the movie. Like they kill her, and then they come back and they like linger on. They put they threw they put like a giant wood post through her head, and then they just kind of like linger on her head, like falling down. And I just remember I was watching it last night. And I was just like, this isn't necessary. What did you? Do? <laughs> <laughs> what? But yeah, I think it was just like the mid 2000s. Everybody was kind of tired. They were tired of they were tired of Lindsay Lohan, they were tired of Paris Hilton, they were tired of Jessica Simpson too. I feel like everyone was tired of Jessica Simpson as well. It was a weird time for everybody to be upset with hot women.
1: Yeah, it it really was. Like I have either of you seen the American Meme? It's on Netflix. A lot mm-hmm. of it's about Paris Hilton. I mean, it's about like internet culture and Such and like influencers, but it's mostly about Paris Hilton since she was kind of the first in many ways. And she talks about it, she talks about how obsessed people were with that scene where she dies, and how like she's fine laughing at herself. And you know, she's in the movie, she made that choice, but it also like made her feel really depressed and unsafe. Like, yeah, yeah, and I felt really bad for her, like, you know, yeah. I feel like people forget that she's a person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. And she's good in the movie. Like I almost feel like sometimes Razzies are given out to like whatever woman is most annoying that year.
1: <laughs> yes. Like whatever woman that we were obsessed with and like put in the spotlight and then all decided that we hated, even though we created, we created this version of her that we then turned on. We
0: created this monster like, and now we don't want her. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Like this this Lindsay Lohan's performance in this, I don't, I wouldn't say it's too different from a, a lot of performances. Like in other movies, like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen and Freaky Friday, I think you're dealing with the same kind of energy. Yeah, um, yeah I would like, agree. which which works. Like it clearly worked <laughs> because otherwise she wouldn't have got as many roles, like in in the as as few years as as she did. Um,
0: hey. And I mean, her career really started to falter when she stopped doing these roles and kind exactly. of like, moved on to trying to be more serious.
2: And Nobody that, wants that. Like, we want no. more of this. We want, yeah. like, Lindsay, I'm not a real person, Lohan. Like, that's,
0: that's you know, that's the niche. Yeah, because yeah. she's just like, she's like little and adorable and she has like a kind of like raspy voice that's kind of cool. And, you know, she's just got that like... like adorable energy I'm trying to think about who else has that um somebody like I don't know like a Pamela Adlon (laughs) kind of like just like I could I would love to see her like age normally which is not going to happen now but if she did I could totally see her just like you know, being adorable as a kid, like Pamela Adlon did. She did a lot of voices for like childhood characters and like Bobby Hill and then growing up and then just like being just like this like little adorable raspy voiced adult woman. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would have been cute. It could have been like a sitcom or something.
2: I mean, Lindsay Lohan, if, if I'm not mistaken, it, all of like a couple of weeks ago or something, sh- she released her first single in like quite a few years and just declared, you know, she's, apparently 2020 is now going to be her year I mean I guess it had to belong
1: to someone at this point so like maybe Lindsay Lohan's just going to take it and like it it lead us all fitting. out of this <laughs> I, I think it feels very fitting for it to be her year um, yeah. given <laughs> just her arc like that video that she posted last year of her trying to steal um, Syrian children was that kids, just last uh, year? So weird. Yeah, maybe it was 2018 but it, I mean it was within the last two years yeah. for sure yeah and then and then like Lindsay Lohan's beach house and that whole mess with her just like yelling at her staff and like making them wear ridiculous outfits and like like her yeah her releasing a song this year and trying to jump on 2020 which is obviously a terrifying year feels so on brand (laughs) Uh, yeah I love it it's kind of like
2: all right so she had I feel like she's acknowledged like how how much she's done and how much the world has done to her and she's kind of just had to wait for basically everything else in the world to stop to some extent. And she's like, all right, I'm going to wait till everything pauses. If that ever happens. Or like, I can imagine her like joking about the apocalypse and saying, I'll come back after that. And then she saw 2020 and she was like, oh wait, oh yeah, perfect.
0: I,
1: that was my I, time. She's like, all right, the I will walk through the ruins. I will dance through <laughs> the ruins in my music. I dance. will leave these Let's people go. out of the ruins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will leave the desert, go to the promised lands. Oh yeah. my God yeah
0: no, I, I I mean if what if she and Amanda Bynes just her, hooked up that would be great. I was
1: just thinking about Amanda Bynes I was gonna say when I think about Lindsay Lohan I think about Amanda Bynes often and I just want I just miss Amanda Bynes I miss she's so I do funny too. we
0: should do what a girl wants
1: Yeah 2020's <laughs> not finished yet you know I mean like I,
2: I feel like you know Lindsay might take it for a couple of months and then she'll be like here Amanda you take over from here you yeah. know <laughs> we'll see the matter here
1: absolutely i mean there was there was um a profile on amanda that came out last year that was that was lovely and she seemed to be doing well and she talked about wanting to get back into acting but i haven't really heard from her since i mean i'm sure i'm sure she's said things that are we should
0: work on a project for her
1: yes (laughs) let's let's write something for her
2: does she's the man count as a romantic comedy
1: yes yeah, it does.
2: I, I volunteer as tribute to talk <laughs> about that next. Oh, I've got so much on that one. I feel like it's around, I don't know specifically which year it came out, but to me, it feels so close to this film. Yeah, no. I, I would be surprised it.
0: if it was made like after 2007. Like I'd be shocked.
1: <sighs> Stunning film. What yeah, I- totally. Iconic. T- definitely like also reflective of that time in movies in a way that I love. <laughs> Just, like, the tone, the... the
0: what a weird me. time it was. Yeah. But a good time. A, a good weird time, I think. Maybe? Yeah. I remember
2: so little about that time. That like, I've got films like Just My Luck and, and She's the Man that I know that I love from that time. But I don't actually think I've rewatched She's the Man since. Um, so, oh, there was... I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was 2005, 2006. was like 15 years ago. Like, I think that's why I'm so fascinated to revisit them now. Like, you know, when there's whatever's going on at the moment, some kind of lull to just like double check what my tastes are in things to like think, hang on, hang on. Is that an amazing film? Am I right? Or, or do I just have to bury this now?
0: And I don't know. I'm, yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing for quarantine. Yeah. it's been it's been a great experience. Yeah, get to live in a time that is not now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched. She's. I think I rewatched. She's the man like five or six years ago, which is funny because I was gonna say I rewatched it recently. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that was what like is, ten years after it came out. And, what is and time? I, I know. I I don't know. I don't know. This year
0: was supposed to be my 10 year high school reunion. I couldn't imagine. I don't, I couldn't. I'm glad that it's not. If they try to do a zoom chat, just like, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People try to stunt on each other in the news chat, in the, in the zoom chat. Like they're all just like,
0: what are you doing with your life? And it's like, we're all stuck at home. I would just like get up and put Kyle in the chair Into the computer chair and then just leave and have them talk to him. I don't want to. Just make him deal with it. Yes. (laughs) That's what he's here for. (laughs) I don't know. He brought me my food, which I can't eat right now. And then he spilled something and then he quietly cleaned it up. And that was all just like a couple (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, like, you know, normally we recommend people watch something else, but. I feel like people can just watch just my luck.
0: Yeah, it's sweet. It's cute.
2: I think also a lot of people have to weigh in on this because uh, when when I logged it earlier today, I logged it again on Letterboxd and I checked like who else had seen it. And um, and my good friend, who's who, who we tend to have like quite similar taste in movies. She gave this one star, which like I understand from a very distant perspective, but it is not one that I currently feel and like, I'm speaking from. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, David Jenkins, editor of Little White Lies, gave this film four stars. And and I've, I've seen him praise it before, and he's described it as a neo-screwball comedy. And I, I'm just fascinated, <laughs> like, where, what... Like,
1: well, I, I need to talk to him about this film. I,
0: I agree with David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I.
1: Love I. I love that description. That's such a great way of summing it up. A neo-screwball comedy. Yeah, that's, that's, and that is like, that was the genre that was really thriving in like 2006. And, and like you were saying, Ali, you were talking about rewatching She's the Man and How You'd Be Curious. I have found with myself, I've rewatched a lot of things over the last few years and had varying experiences but things of this specific tone almost all of them I still like
2: oh, I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad to hear that that yeah. is that yeah. is giving me a lot of confidence
1: to to, to go back through <laughs> to dive back in and 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 not worry about losing it <laughs> like losing that memory
2: like I really enjoyed rewatching Just My Luck with with the vague idea of kind of screwballness associated. I can't say that it's something that I would have got on my own if like I hadn't seen David say, see that. But it, it did make me think. Like a lot of I th- I think this film was really funny, and um, and I think so much of, of of the comedy it's like these just enormous visual gags everywhere like that even even if maybe someone's overacting a little bit or something is written a bit too I don't know loosely or whatever there are just these amazing just big moments people are just being so silly and like and and I don't know like it all moves really fast and oh yeah like the montage
0: where she's just like kissing a bunch of random guys and her luck will change
2: (laughs) It's like how I can't believe they dared to do that, and everyone took it so seriously, and they just did. Oh, I don't love it. I think it's like
0: I miss it. I'm, I miss that. That makes me want to like sit down and watch like a Cinderella story or something. Oh
2: my god, I love a Cinderella story again. This is all the same era. There <laughs> yes. was there was someone cut um, out uh, a clip from a Cinderella story. I think it was ID magazine. It was just a couple of days ago, and like they made a meme of it. And uh, I think that the caption was like, like, when you're responding to your friend's meme, and it's this clip where Hilary Duff is on her flip phone, and she's responding to something or other, and she types, LOL, and her voiceover goes, laugh out loud and you just her you know, her It's percent the most ridiculous movie which is so earnest and I, I think it takes itself like even more seriously than just my luck um oh like the, the romance in that it's like it cuts really deep but there is a similarity with just my luck because they've got the whole masked ball as well yes they do and there's all of those like lovers who can't find each other oh, I love it it's so good
0: Yes, I agree. Mm. (laughs)
1: 2020 is definitely a year for a lot of us to draw back on that time and like give ourselves life from that time, but also get creative inspiration, you know, yeah. (laughs) what tonal things do we miss and want and how do we want to see them now? Well, and also, I think,
2: like, a lot of things that worked so well, clearly, in 2006, if I still find them funny now, it makes me think, hang on, hang on, hang on, someone else should be doing this stuff now, because it exactly. will last. Like, exactly. it's still funny. It's like, you, still You funny. can still use it.
1: We can update the jokes and the references, but have a lot of the, the spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe McFly could act in a film again. Who knows? I think, I think this is in the books. Definitely. I think, I think if you have a script, I feel like you are the person to reach out to McFly and, and I'm ready make this happen and bring them back into the, the discourse. You maybe, start. maybe this is, maybe this is my lockdown
2: project. It's me writing a script for McFly. <laughs> I would <laughs>
0: love that. You could like show us pages in the group chat. Like I want yeah. to know. <laughs>
2: I, love I mean, that. oh, it could go so many places because so three out of four of them now have kids. Um, they, they all have kids. One of them has three. And like, they've all got their kids to start playing music as well. Um, they they released a, a charity video uh, a few weeks ago, like doing one of their old songs. Um, I, I don't know how charity YouTube videos work. Might be just me, but like, but anyway, they recorded that and they were like, oh, profits from this go to the NHS. Anyway, it was really nice. But it also just showed, like, how much older they all they all are now, because, like, all of their partners and children were in it. Um, but, you know, like, they're still McFly. Like, they've, they can still sing and play music and stuff. Like, they could definitely be in another movie. Yeah. I, I, I can make
0: it happen. They could them. be like a dad band. Maybe yeah. Dad band.
2: <laughs> and, you know, it is, like, we've seen so many
0: good dads. Like, you know, all
2: of the the eighth grade and the call me by your name and and oh yeah the the
0: boyhoods like the mcfly could be next yeah yeah i love this bringing (laughs) back sweet dads it's gonna happen happen. bronwyn you there oh i feel like i don't know where i don't know where bronwyn went I thought she was just,
2: like, very intently listening. That is what I thought, too. Oh no. <laughs> I thought she's so into this McFly dad idea. She's going to do it. Yeah, no, try. I was like, oh,
0: my God. Because, like, I was <laughs> getting ready to close the show, so we need to wait for her to come back. Oh no. <laughs> well, Ella, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on
2: Twitter. I am at Ella underscore Kemp. Uh, You can find me on Letterboxd. I'm just Alec Kemp. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I've got writing at NME, uh, Empire, Little White Lies, and whoever will have me.
0: How is writing during this quarantine? (laughs) Uh,
2: I mean, writing... Writing... uh, I don't know. Like, I've been doing a lot of it, but a lot more... I haven't been doing like anything long, any big features that I've been like very passionate about. I've been like, oh, yes, this movie that I didn't know exist a day ago. I am now reviewing it for you because it's all I can do at the moment. Um, I don't, like it's weird. It's like I've been busy. But if I look back at stuff that I've written, like, I have no memory <laughs> of being invested in that topic
0: at that time I totally get that yeah it's weird and it's just been like a scramble to figure out like what do I care enough to write about like what would I write about that I could do that I would not rather sleep yeah (laughs) that's what I've been I
2: and like I've got into a really bad habit of, like, whenever a movie is announced with, like, a new release date, which seems to be happening all the time, I'll immediately email an editor and be like, can I cover this? And then I'm like, wait, but, like, do I want to cover? I don't think I no, want I, to. I, like, I, why I, am I doing this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, Brandon, you're back. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't know. My internet was weird and I had to, like, leave the room and come back. So I, I was know. like,
0: I don't know. Internet's been weird for, like, everyone. But, yeah. uh, but now that you're back, we can end the show. So you have been listening to the Bad Romance Podcast. We are in Lunar Light Studio Network. Very, We're very new to the studio. We like it a lot. Our theme song is sung by Clutch Douglas. You can like rate and find us all online. Look on the Lunar Light Studio website if you need direction as to where to find us. It also has like cute little pictures of us now. We're very fancy now. Um, we've been thinking about maybe doing an Instagram live episode, but we haven't like nailed that down yet, but it might be fun to do. Yeah, we can
1: have that way. Like people can jump in with their comments and it can be like a fun interactive discussion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It could be super fun. And, um, drink water, wear your gloves, wear your masks, stay home. We love you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this strut. Oh yeah. Back it up, back it up. Uh-oh, yeah.